Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Heels in the Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to preview Warrior Wrestling. Steve, which one are we on? Warrior Wrestling 5. Warrior Wrestling 5. We have Steve in the building. If you don't know Steve, you have not been listening to us. <laughs> um, Steve is just Mr. Warrior Wrestling. We'll call him that. Wears many hats. And he's here to preview the card with us. First of all, Chris, what's up? How are you doing? What's up? Cheers on the Modellos. Cheers on the Modellos. We cheers we, before. Modellos and deck, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for this show, man. Like, you know, again, another great, looks like a great card, but um, I want to just go through the card and talk about what the matches are coming up. And uh, But before that, let's remind everybody that the show is Sunday, May 12th. Correct. A matinee show, a 2 p.m. show with a fan fest starting at noon. And, and this is like the full full year circle, right? Like, Because yeah. last year's was on May 11th. Yep. I remember that because it was my birthday. Wait, is this an anniversary? It is, basically, yeah. It's one day off from the very first Warrior Wrestling a year ago. Happy anniversary. Thank you very much. Warrior Wrestling is one year old. One year old. It walks, it talks. It feels so much longer than a year old. Right? You've been doing this for like at least three years. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's been crazy. Because I think it's just like the, the the events are large and... There's the fan fest, so I just and the I think evolution it feels like of a the lot. whole production of it too as well. Yeah, um, so takes place at Marion Catholic High School, Chicago Heights. Now, I have some details here, and I don't know if they're correct because well, the times so. are different. And you let me know. Sure. VIP fan fest doors open at eleven forty-five a.m., and the VIP fan fest actually starts at twelve. Yep. Okay. Cool. And then general doors open at 1, and bell time is 2. That's correct. Show concludes around 5 o'clock. About 5, yep. Yeah. All right. For I those who are new right. to the FanFest, it's literally every wrestler that's going to be on the show is at the FanFest. So it's an, I mean, you could go in there and clean up with autographs. Yes. It's an absolute steal. Um, so now is the time to pay your ticket, pay your money for the FanFest and go meet a lot of people. And that's what, 25 bucks? 25 bucks gets you an autograph from and a picture with every wrestler. Well, we did it all in weekend, and StarCast was in town. People were like, you're undercharging by 80%. We're like, oh, we just think 25 bucks is fair. Whereas a single wrestler from, you know, from the all-in StarCast combination would be like 50 bucks for an autograph right. or 70 bucks. We're like, yeah, 25 you get everybody. So Yeah, that's just a blow-my-mind comparison. But it makes sense, like, you want people to go. So yeah. that's the incentive, you know. And uh, I believe uh, Stone Cold DT will be there again. I, mean, I would presume so. He, he, he does he not run these way. things by <laughs> me. <laughs> right. He just makes special appearances. That's great. Uh, Unannounced. We, we, unfortunately, Chris is going to be there at uh, yep. the War Wrestling Fan Fest. I, unfortunately, cannot make it because it's Mother's Day. It is. Uh, bring your mother. Don't introduce him your mother to pentagon jr or penta because yeah. <laughs> he will he will say mean things about her um mm-hmm. or try to introduce your mother penta to penta so he doesn't say mean things about her you might change him he yeah. could learn and grow this is what a mom is like <laughs> oh it's like a christmas episode of pentagon uh, but yeah chris is chris are you gonna be holding down a table are you gonna be what's what's your plan um how are you wrapping up? i think i'm gonna go as a fan okay and just enj- enjoy the show mm-hmm um, that's you what know, you should do. Yeah, like yeah. really experience the fan fest as a fan. Like we've always had a table, and uh, this time I think is you know since you're gonna be off, gives me a chance to walk around and uh, you know uh, maybe sing along with Stone Cold ET. Yes. Who knows? Yep. Um, Chris is probably gonna buy six masks that day, but you know that's his no. business. I, see, I try to slow down, and then Penna got me with that one that last mask at AEW. So <laughs> Gringo hooked that up though. So I nice. still have not yet bought a Pentagon mask. It's been on my list to do for like four years. What does he charge so, for masks? Chris knows how to Chris knows how to work them. So yeah, like, <laughs> I, I think uh, his his asking price is always three hundred. Chris worked. Whoa. Chris worked. Hoovy. He, he was. Uh, he worked Hoovy down right. Hoovy started high. Chris was like, eh, nah, 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 nah. And then, yeah, you <laughs> throw a little Spanish here and there. And... <laughs> Such a gringo. I can't do that. <laughs> I, I think you could just, you know, put it in this kind of the contract right there. Like, yeah. you know. This plus a mask for Steve. <laughs> yeah. Um, are there any new production? 
things going on at Warrior, or is it? I mean, you, the the screen was a huge screen and video bar was a huge improvement. So. Yeah, so we figured out the the glitch with the sound system from the second half. So we'll do a lot more with the video board. Rob Malinowski, Polish Rob on Twitter, who's yeah. incredible, is is putting together, and one of them has rolled out the Aries and Edwards one. But he's putting together a lot of video packages for the key matches, and those will all air on the video board ahead of the matches. Cool. Oh, that's cool. So that way, it sets the stage a little bit like a WWE pay per view, where here's the recap of what's been building, and mm-hmm. now. Let's go to the match. Yeah. One thing that I noticed on on, on the website, warriorwrestling.net, right? Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> .net. 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 Um, is that as you listed out the matches, you also included all the clips that go along with it, maybe some pictures of the, of the you know, the history of why that match is building. So I thought that was pretty cool. It's It gives you, once you go and you start looking at the matches, it gives you a reason why that match is happening. Yeah, thank you. I tried to do, so basically, you know, for the last 15 years, love and indie wrestling or 20 years, whatever, almost every indie wrestling company's website sucks. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it's it, it's unnavigable. Have you, have or you checked out freelancewrestling.com? Freelance is, is stronger. I will give, give freelance I'm just props. saying, you know. So what, um, and <laughs> I, I, to be honest, I, I haven't I been on in a while. You know, you're like, oh, I just now. updated it this morning. <laughs> um, I have not been on freelance since probably six months or so, but I remember it was it was yeah. better than, than most. And I was like, you know what? I, I wish an indie wrestling website would just have the card, all the explanation, why should I see this match? And so we tried to make that as clean as possible on the homepage. You could just scroll down, and if you're not sold by the bottom, well, you're not sold. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's funny because some people either love it, and I also have other people who are like, your website is awful. Let me redesign it for you. And I'm like, oh, I thought it was very clean and clear. <laughs> so... But I appreciate that. Thank you for the props. Yeah, as long as the only information is there, everything else can probably be subjective to anyone. Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess we can hop into the card then. Let's do All it. All right. So if we have learned anything in the past couple of months about cage matches, is that they go on first. Is this going to kick <laughs> off the show? Eddie Edwards versus Austin Aries. <laughs> it's a possibility. He's referring to, to our episode with James from Freelance Underground. Oh, I, where, I did not listen. What, what, what yeah, was the deal? Yeah, so there was a, a little snafu with setting up the cage. We give once again we give freelance on the ground all the credit in the world because yeah. uh, they took a chance. You know? They took a chance. They they were they tried to be different, which is something we embrace. And but the cage took maybe forty five minutes to set up, and it was also bending, mm-hmm. and there was no door. And we it, also so. experienced the same similar thing at MLW. MLW, I think they, they, del- put it they a delayed little bit. it. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. what they did was they did the Phoenix and Pentagon match, and then they they taped it in front of us, and then they aired it live. And while they were airing it live, they set the cage up in like 15, 20 minutes, and then they had another half an hour of just us sitting there. So we're looking at either doing it first in the show, okay. so you will walk into the arena and the cage will be up, or it'll come right after intermission. Oh, okay. okay. Merle and the team at, at MLW, they put it up in 20, they took it down in 7. So if, as long as we have enough bodies, we can go mm-hmm. up in 20, down in 7, and just show video packages after it while it's coming down. Cool. So it, it will either kick off the show or kick off Act 2. Cool. Okay, cool, cool. I was going to say, uh, the, the video package only help you as just like a storyteller, only help Warrior Wrestling as a storyteller. Do you feel like that you've... Sorry, this isn't about a match. I'm sidetracking here. but no, do you, please. Do you feel that you have... Was there any anxiety about like booking and promoting a show or your skills to do that? And do you feel like you've found ways like using video and found ways to like improve that? Because mm-hmm. it's just like I feel like if I, if I were told Charlie go book a show, <laughs> I would have anxiety over like I don't know shit. Like there's no yeah. school for booking or school for promoting. Like do you feel that you've progressed in that area? Like you and your team? Yeah, I think a lot of it too is for literally, gosh, 15 years before I did Warrior Wrestling, I booked and promoted and wrote improv and sketch comedy shows. Mm -hmm. And so basically Sam and Eric and I have been together for well over a decade laying out, right, this sketch is going to go first because it's this way and then this sketch and we'll flow into this improv game and this and this. And so that's something we've always done. So wrestling is just a different version of that, right? Like what are the matches? What are the stories? Who are you putting together? What characters, et cetera? But we definitely have gotten better at wrestling in the the year that we've been doing it. So Warrior 1 last May was essentially a proof of concept. It was like a pilot episode. Mm -hmm. Could we do a wrestling show? And we learned a million things that night about laying out the card, working with the wrestlers, who works well with who, etc. And I think the biggest leap for us was probably between Warrior 1 and Warrior 2. 
And then at Warrior Two, we kind of got our sea legs. Like, all right, now we know how to do this. And three and four, we felt very, very comfortable with. So we've definitely grown in what works. We've grown in what sells. We've grown in what flows in a show, and okay. we've grown in who works well with whom. Okay, great personnel. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's assume the cage matches first. Then who's who's <laughs> who do we got in in the cage? Austin Great. Aries and Eddie Edwards. Yep. Austin Aries and Eddie and this is the the third time they go against each other yep. at Warrior Wrestling. Um, did did we have a, a, a an actual winner last match? We did by disqualification. Uh, Aries used the captain's log to attack right. Edwards after he could not wrestle. Because it was a pure him. wrestling match. Yep. Yep. Um, and then mm-hmm. Sammy Callahan and OVE got involved, and it just became a, a zoo. Yeah. <laughs> is, is this the only way to end it in your mind? A cage yeah. match? Is this the only way we're going to get a resolution on this? It, and that's, we had, it actually kicked around the cage match before Warrior 4. And to be honest with you, it was a phone call, one of those uh, lengthy phone calls with Austin Aries throwing <laughs> ideas around where Aries' idea was I want him in a pure wrestling match. He beat me in a fight. Next is a pure wrestling match. And then from there it evolved into the cage. And I'd always I'd, I've seen the cage done well places in indie wrestling, and I've seen it done very poorly. Okay. And I just thought, you know what? It's the natural ending of this three-show-long yeah. fight feud, and these guys are both incredible. So I just, you know, I was in Nashville for Impact Homecoming when Eddie fate fought Moose in a no holds barred Falls Count Anywhere type match, and mm-hmm. they just burned the place down. And I was like, man, Eddie will do anything. And Aries is probably the smartest guy in putting a match together in wrestling. And I was like, you know what? Put him in the cage and watch magic happen. I think it's gonna be really cool. Awesome. Um, I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we won't put you on the spot this time around, <laughs> but Charlie, maybe, maybe we will. Who, who, who knows? Who, who wins this match? Who wins this this final uh, blow off match? I'm gonna say Austin Aries, um, just for like you said, Steve, the smarts. So um, I think he's gonna find a way to best utilize the environment that he's gonna be put in. Okay, I think Eddie Edwards sneaks in some weapons into that cage. So I, I can tell you that Marion Catholic High School has ordered some kendo sticks. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! For the yeah. students to use on each yeah, it, it, <laughs> right. of course. Yeah. They oh, are currently. If anyone looks in, uh, I've got two closets in my office, and one of them is all files and wrestling stuff. So if anyone's like, "Oh, I need the file on that kid," and they're like, "What is this? That's just a set of kendo sticks." <laughs> yes. When people are, I, I just bad. picture your office: bunch <laughs> of kendo sticks and a woman's title. <laughs> just, just it is actually in that same closet. Oh really? The folded-up <laughs> canvas, the women's title, the kendo sticks. Uh, Aries Captain's Log from last show, which we're going to have him autograph. We're going to raffle off. It is just the most random hodgepodge of stuff. <laughs> so I can't explain to anybody in my day job. If someone gets 10 to 15 attentions, that's a kendo stick kendo shot stick. to the head. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Before Warrior 3, where Eddie and Aries had the fight, we had ordered and bought kendo sticks, and, and the guys and I backstage were like, we have to. Like, what's it like? Right, like just turn around. Just, like, the- just give me your back, whatever. <laughs> nice. Nope. Not even like we like everybody got one kendo stick shot. We're all like, never again. Okay, Uh, we've done it once. We're like, okay, never again. You got to loosen the loosen the bamboo, right? You got to like probably yeah a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, it was kind of like a baseball bat when we did it. So (laughs) great. Uh, All right. Um, So now we have a six man scramble that got scrambled around. (laughs) Correct. Right. Um, So originally, uh, well, the remaining members in that six man scramble right now as far as we know, mm-hmm. is Coto Brazil and Gringo Loco. Correct. There right. was the Rascals in there, and there was Ace Austin. Ace Austin, yeah. So the four of them are no longer able to appear. Right now, we're not sure that the scramble will happen as a scramble. Okay. So there are two matches that are kind of floating right now. And to be honest with you, um, I'm in the midst of a flurry of text messages and DMs with people as we're looking at a couple different possibilities putting things together. And that is the Lucha Brothers tag match and the scramble. So currently, as listed... Excuse me, it's Pentagon and Phoenix versus Volador and Daga. And the scramble has Coto Brazil and Gringo Loco. We also have Chris Ridgway floating, yes. who is just awesome if you've never watched a Chris Ridgway match. So we may end up going Phoenix and Pentagon versus Daga and Ridgway and possibly splitting off and going Volador and Gringo, or maybe Volador, Gringo, Coda, and a few other people in a scramble-type match. Okay, interesting. So there, but there are some things floating that, that I'm waiting to hear back from, so hopefully in 24 hours or so I'll know more there. Okay. Um, so by the time this drops, it will probably be old news, but we are finalizing what that's going to look like. Cool. What can people expect from Chris Ridgeway? 
Chris Ridgeway is, gosh, what's the best? Uh, he is kind of like a Davy Richards, kind of like a Daga. A lot of forearms, a lot of stiff kicks, a lot of high kicks. The guy is British strong style. Okay. And so if you want to so- see somebody get the get hit so hard in the face, their snot or their spit flies across the ring, Ridgeway's going to hit somebody that hard. Cool. And so he's just a cool pound and ground dude. So there's going to be one of those instances where he kicks someone, they spit, like spit comes out of their mouth and someone goes, was that a tooth? It's like, no, exactly. No, that was just spit. But yeah. it kind of looks cool. I've never been able to spit that way. How do wrestlers spit that way? That, that's intentional, right? Or is I that just so? Yeah. I think so. I mean, it, it, that type of saliva builds up after, you know, running or doing some sort of heavy exercise. So at you least sound that's like a saliva what, expert. Not for me. I just I just <laughs> like dribble it out of my mouth. That to me when I play soccer. So it, it, yeah, <laughs> well, that happens to me. But I have asthma, so yeah, yeah. I, build, I build up fluid in my lungs. And I just I have, have phlegm. Okay. All right. So yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess we'll we'll find out mm-hmm. the day of. But as of now, like those are the possibilities. Yep. And uh, by talking to Gringo, I know he, you know, uh, Volador Junior is one of his main guys that he would love to work with Ooh. so that'll be super interesting yeah um all right so up next we have uh a singles match which this is also another uh, what is it i think this this match came to be about because of a feud since Warrior wrestling one if i'm not mistaken samadonis versus project monix Start at two. At two? Yeah. Okay. So uh, Monix had faced his mentor, DJZ. They opened the show. Great match. DJZ beat him clean. They shook hands, etc. Mm-hmm. Sam came out for a promo. Beat the snot out of Monix. Tossed him out of the ring. That was the end of it. Later in the show, Sam was facing Colt Cabana, and Monix showed back up right. and they brawled. So then at Warrior 3, they had a three-on-three Lucha Rules match where Sam Adonis came out victorious. A lot of legends in there. Super Crazy Dragon Lee, uh, Ultimo Dragon, Daga. And then uh, uh, Monix was not booked at Warrior 4. Adonis was facing L.A. Park, La Parca, and then Monix returned as Project Monix. And it was our first view of Project Cyber. Monix. Mm-hmm. And so Adonis turned around. What the hell is this? He turned right around into a kick to the gut and a powerbomb from L.A. Park through a couple of chairs. So Monix cost Adonis that match. And Adonis finally said, all right. I will fight your local nobody indie guy, in Sam's words. Yeah. And and we have this match. Uh, it is not officially on the books this way, but Sam is talking like it's going to be a no-DQ fight, so I imagine that might be what we're going to end up with. Okay. The roast of Sam Adonis was happening, I think, last night on Twitter. I don't know if anyone caught that. Oh, I sure did. But yeah, Project Monarchs was going in on Sam, saying that he was you know mooching off of his brother's like reputation mm-hmm. and just a lot of other bad things. So... Monix had some quips back uh, for Sam, and I think Sam Adonis, too, had, like, a couple uh, typos in his tweets, so there was, like, a bunch of deleted tweets, too. So Sam was like, maybe having some modellos while he was typing and tweeting. and Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Monix is not scared. He's talking shit. Um, I, told, I said he looked like Kano from Mortal Kombat. He does. Good yeah. call. Um, and then when I texted him that, I think he was like, it's cool to hear that because so many other people are saying different things about the gear. Yeah. Do, do what is mm-hmm. what strike like the does he look like does it look like anything to you for the gear or does you just, like, uh, the how Kano would you reference it? is pretty cool. It looks it's like a it's like a cyborg. It's like a yeah. part human part uh, machine. And what's so cool is you know Pat was recommended to us highly by DJ Z and he was great. He was like, he's been on every Warrior show one two three mm-hmm. and, and when he came out again at four and he's gonna be on five. And excuse me, he was always very good. When he was Pat Monix. But the name Pat Monix is just a guy, right? Like Pat Monix could live next door. Mm-hmm. When he was reborn as Project Monix, that's when I said to one of my buddies who comes to all of our shows, I went, this is his moment. Because Pat Monix is, is a dude. Project Monix is a star, is an entity, is a wrestler, is someone with mystique around him. And now I think he has finally found, after all of the phases, he has found the phase that fits his next step. Ooh, and this guy's going to be a big deal. He's, he's <laughs> in the project phase. Yeah. Yeah. And so I listened to, to Project Monix, to Pat Monix, on the STF Underground podcast episode. Yeah. Where he describes like how he came up with, with the Project Monix. And even though I had seen his gear and, you know, he looks so cool or whatever, like when he really, when he said it, like, I went in and said, I am Project Monix. Like, he looks like a project, right? Yes. Like, that, 
Like I thought it was like everything just kind of came together for me, and I'm like, yep. oh yes, that's that's Project. He Monix. looks like something that came out of a lab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Absolutely. that's that's super cool. And then again, like this match that has been it's it's a, it's a, it's a long story. Mm-hmm. It's not just happening, you know, at Warrior Five. It's it's been ongoing, and now they're going to go one on one and maybe on a no DQ match. I don't know. Yeah. So it, it's going to be really cool. This is Pat's moment to either prove or Project Monix's moment, I should say that. He is a he is not. Sam has pegged him from the start. You're a local indie guy. You're a nothing. Sam Adonis is a worldwide professional wrestler. Pat Monix is a nobody. Well, Project Monix is about to step out on a big stage, and if he beats Sam, all of a sudden he's somebody. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool too because Pat has a storyline of getting a lot of these opportunities, not being able to take advantage of them in the past, yeah. even when. And I'm sure we'll talk about this when we talk about the Zello show that just took place. Yeah. But like he won the match against this is a spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it, but he won the match against Simon Grimm, but the way he won it wasn't at all extremely convincing. Like he didn't give up. But did you see did you watch that show? I know you were you know, at the I show. I was there. I, I had to leave before the match okay. though. I yeah. didn't I saw you for a second, but you were yeah. you were eating and then I turned around and you were gone. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to say hi, but um he didn't he still has like that hurdle to get over. Yeah. And he's almost like kind of transformed himself to get over that hurdle. So like Sam Ad- beating Sam Adonis would be a, a huge feather in his cap. Absolutely. That, that he can hang with the big boys. Yeah. So Charlie, do you think he Project Monix wins this match? Yes. In the head in my heart and in my head. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Talking about like fun matches here. Space Pirates versus the Ugly Ducklings. Oh my god. Dream match. Uh, I, you know, I've seen the Ugly Ducklings once at Freelance, mm-hmm. um, and I think you've been vocal about like that's that was your your first time also seeing them live. Yep. Um, and then the Space Pirates, like what? I mean, what, what can you say about that? It's like, just going to be totally it's gonna ridiculous. Be, it's going to be fun as hell. Yes, Space Monkey and Shane Saber are so over at Warrior Wrestling; <laughs> they can do no wrong, and I love it. It makes my heart warm. Well, Space Monkey Yitzel, Chris's daughter, she knows <laughs> two wrestlers by name. One of them is Space Monkey. Yep. So it's an easy person to re- to yep. resonate with the younger crowd. Um, and man, yeah, it's going to be a pirate, ducks, and a monkey in a ring. Like, can yes. you imagine that? Pirate, ducks, and monkey in a ring. Yes. And a coach. Tom of Foolery. Ducks. Yeah, and there's a coach. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It just it doesn't get any better. And the reality too is they're all great wrestlers. And, and you know, the Ducklings, I saw them against the Workhorsemen and it was just fantastic. And yeah. I, oh my gosh, these guys can put together a hell of a match. And so um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It, it's going to be goofy and fun and lovable characters, but it's going to be quick and hard hitting and pretty incredible. Cool. Chris, you're going to need to see what's in that flask. Because you're going to be a, f- a oh. fan now. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's like coconut rum or something, but see what's in that. Who flask. knows? Maybe Space Monkey has some Modellos in his banana flask. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe if you give him one, he will <laughs> He will fill it up and drink Modellos. Um, all right. So we have a fun match, and this is somewhat of another fun match, mm-hmm. but more fun for the crowd if the results go towards. Exactly where you're going. Yep. The <laughs> hair versus clown match. You have Brian Pillman Jr. versus Robert Anthony. Obviously, uh, Frank the Clown tags along with Robert Anthony. And in this case, the stipulation is uh, if Brian Pillman wins, he gets Frank the Clown for, what, 60 seconds? Five minutes. Five minutes. Okay. we That's right. We said a lot of power bombs are going to happen. A lot of power bombs. <laughs> what, what would you guys do if you got to be in the ring with a helpless Frank the Clown for five minutes? Oh, God. Uh, well, apparently we have a lot of kendo sticks. Well, yeah, I would say kendo sticks, <laughs> number kendo one, sticks, chairs. Um, I wouldn't go thumbtacks. That's a little violent, although I do love what Pentagon once used at AAW, which is Legos? a bucket of Legos. Mm-hmm. I would powerbomb Frank the Clown on a bucket of Legos. Awesome. Chris, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, Legos. Legos are, okay. are the way I'd to go. I'd probably cut up that afro, too, but and then take the jacket with me. The jacket oh, the is jacket, pretty cool. Yeah. Just keep the jacket. Yeah. yeah. I feel like uh, Lady Luck can use a jacket. Blaney. doesn't she have a she has a fur she has coat. one but she, she can switch coat. it up you know sure sure yeah um, the fur <laughs> fits Lanny's character i think yeah um yeah so this this also another uh, this is a match that that has a story behind it mm-hmm. right um for what three shows now warrior three four and culminating and in five. five yep yeah 
So um, how, how did it all start? Like, Can you remind us how that started? Sure. So in Warrior 3, we had a match we called the free-for-all, which was basically like a Royal Rumble meets Elimination Chamber. So every minute and a half a guy came out, you're eliminated by pinfall. Mm-hmm. So just got, we cycled through a lot of guys. And the first two out were Ego and Pillman. And they cycled through a dozen or ten other guys. And at the end, it was Ego and Pillman. And the match came down to Frank the Clown distracting the referee, mm-hmm. Ego hitting Pillman with his cane, and rolling him up for the win. And so that bled into a fight backstage at Warrior 3. And then at Warrior 5, Pillman demanded a one-on-one singles match. And once again, Frank the Clown interfered, cost him the match. And then after the match, Ego and Frank taped Pillman's hands behind his back, took out a pair of scissors, and okay. cut a chunk out of his mullet. And they showed it to Pillman while he laid there taped up in the ring. And so Pillman issued the challenge, hair versus clown. If you beat me, you can cut the whole mullet off. A mullet with wrestling lineage in it. <laughs> yep. Yes. It's got a damn legacy. It sure does. <laughs> a mullet passed down through generations. Uh, if, so if Ego wins, he and Frank are going to cut that thing off. And if Pillman wins, he gets five minutes in the ring alone with Frank the Clown. And that is what... Everybody wants to see. I told this story to a few other people. I went back to, so I'm the principal at Marion where we have the shows, and I was in the faculty dining room a couple days after Warrior Mm 4. And I walk in, and there's a religion teacher named Tim sitting in the faculty dining room at lunch. And next to him is a nun, a Catholic sister, and the president of our school. And I walk in, and I go to sit down and have my lunch, and Tim looks at me and goes, you know, Steve, can I tell you something? I was at the show on Friday or whatever it was, and he comes to all of our shows. He goes, you know, all I want in the world is to see somebody beat the shit out of that Frank the Clown guy. <laughs> and the religion teacher says that's next to the nun and the president of the school. And I went, Tim, that's exactly what we want you to feel. I'm glad. <laughs> that is awesome. Yep. Oh, my God. So I understand the, the possible hate <laughs> towards Frank the Clown from the wrestling fans. Yes. But the fact that he sparked that hate on, on your staff. In a religion teacher. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Yep. Wow. That means Frank is doing his job. Yes. God bless Frank. Well, let's not teacher. go to that extent. <laughs> well, <All right>. yeah. <laughs> the religion teacher is tilted. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have to I have to give credit. I don't want to give credit to him, but I have to give credit for Ego and Frank for consistently at Warrior and Freelance making themselves a thing. Yes. So they're like recognizable together. They you associate them with each other. So yeah, the consistency... And then pissing off religion teachers, I think, it's is perfect. It's really yeah. I've said this before, I think, here on the podcast. Ego Anthony, um, and he's still incredible. Um, I don't know how old he is. I think he's upper 30s, maybe your mid-30s. Um, if he were him, if the indie scene and the NXT scene and the AEW scene as it was, was happening eight, nine years earlier, he would be an incredibly hot commodity. Yeah, and not, I think he still should be. He has every tool the guy can talk the guy has charisma the guy can work circles around most other people he really does he really does like like sneakily have every tool yes he doesn't like bust out you know every single one he probably knows let's just say he knows 25 moves he might use like three a match yeah but they're all crisp but he doesn't like and then when he does get on the mic he does get on the mic all the time when he does you're like reminded that like he can really do the full package yes yep I agree. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who should get a look at a big stage. I really think so. I mean, yeah. he could do it all. I, 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 there's no reason for me to argue that. Cause I and can't. I am going to throw this in there because I heard Uh-oh. you in the, in the Juice, Juice Pro Wrestling podcast. Juice. Yeah, uh, I need to check that out. Yeah, I need, yeah uh, we, we met kn- them at the War Wrestling Fest. We met Str- uh, Stratton. Stratton. Mm-hmm. Stratton, yeah. Stratton. And we didn't meet the main guy. I can't think of his name right Juice. now. Juice. Juice, yeah, we, yeah, we he, did. He's the one that made the painting, right? No, Jr. made the painting. Jr. made the painting. Okay, yeah. I think we met Jr. and yeah. Stratton, mm-hmm. right? Okay. But we did not meet Juice. But I wanted to check out that that episode with you, and I, I think it's everyone fun. should. Yeah. I, I love you guys. I love Juice. It's it's you know doing the rounds of wrestling podcasts is like I get to see all my friends, all these people I like that are <laughs> yeah. wonderful. I can talk yeah. wrestling with Chicago Wrestling Network. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but what I wanted to mention is that I that I learned. I mean, we're talking about Robert Eagle Anthony. Yeah. He built a belt. He did. He was the maker of the Warrior Wrestling. Was it just the women's? The or women's both? title. Yep. Okay. So the the men's title we had created by Wildcat Belts last year, 
And um, Ego had asked me, gosh, this was probably December. So so we we book or think pretty far ahead, and we knew we were going to introduce a women's title. And I talked to him about it, and he said, hey, would you give me a shot to make that? And he mm-hmm. said, if it's no good, we'll scrap it, but give me a chance to make it. And if you like it, we'll, we can use it. And his father owns a metalworking shop or something, or he works in metalworking, and Ego crafted the metal, carved it all, cut it all, shined it all, made it all, got together with a leather guy and made the women's title belt. And Holy I'll be damned shit. if it's, it isn't yeah. just as awesome as the men's belt that we had a professional belt maker make and he did it for you know half the cost and did it himself. So I, if you're looking to have a belt made, if you're listening, go to Robert Ego Anthony. The dude's awesome. That's so cool. It yeah. looks like, I don't know why this is coming to me. I just, for the first time, I just watched Black Panther last night. Okay. I like... I'm everywhere with the superhero movies, but it looks like something it would, like the Black Panther would hold. It's just like so yes. sleek, the design of it. Like mm-hmm. it's made of vibranium, which <laughs> of is course. A, which is a <laughs> fictional metal, right? Or is Correct. vibranium a real? Oh, that's cool. Oh. Vibranium is Very in the same fictional. category as adamantium <laughs> okay. or valerian steel if you're a Game of Thrones person. <laughs> okay. Very fictional metal, but it's just so sleek and so cool. Yeah. We are really happy with the women's belt. Originally, we kicked around the idea, and, and Mike Heil, one of the ring guys, threw out the idea of because the original belt, the men's belt, is gold on black. We should do shiny black on gold leather. Right, shiny right. black metal is just impossible to make look good unless it's real onyx, which we are not putting real onyx <laughs> on the belt. So uh, Ego did silver on black, and it looks like a million bucks. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was super impressed when I heard that. I'm like, not only he's great being, you know, this heel and you know everything he does in the ring, and then now he's making belts. Yep. So get your next belt from Robert Ego Anthony. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so getting past that hair versus clown match, which should be very interesting, real quick, what happens? I think we get Frank the Clown in the ring for five minutes against Brian Pillman. Uh, yeah, and, oh, I, I have Pillman, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah going, that, that, think, that mullet is not going anywhere. Yeah. I hope not. God, I, don't, <laughs> I don't want it to happen on my watch. <laughs> You'll be the, the booker who, who booked that, who booked <sighs> the mullet being chopped off. No. No. Um, so we've talking about the women's belt. We have, I, I, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about this, but you know, you have a big decision to make about who's going to main event. You have a uh, debuting a women's title, mm-hmm. Tessa Blanchard versus Jordan Grace, with a special guest referee of Molly Holly, and you know, then you have the the men's uh, championship match, mm-hmm. which is Brian Cage versus Wardlow. Yep. So. Let's let's talk championships. Is is Molly Holly probably your big fan fest draw? I would imagine so. Yeah. Okay. And, and so last time we had Victoria, Lisa Marie Varon, yeah. and and the thought was that was so people were so excited to have a star from that era that mm-hmm. Molly would be the the next step there, and um, so a lot of people are really excited about her. And the other big fan fest draw is Phoenix and Pentagon. I mean, sure. everybody wants to meet Phoenix and Pentagon. Sure. So yeah, nope. just not with their mothers. Yeah. Who <laughs> who are you thinking for the main event? It will. Mo- it's not decided fully yet. It will most likely be the women because okay. it will be the creation of and crowning of a new champion. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so we think that, first of all, that in and of itself is special, but also this feud has been building since September. Yep. And when they, and so, you know, Brian Cage and some others might be a little offended by this, but at Warrior 2 in September, people either said the War of Attrition match was the best or Tessa Jordan was the best. And there's a lot of people who said Tessa Jordan was the best match on that show. I was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had a 10-minute, stiff as hell, beat the snot out of each other match. Tessa couldn't beat Jordan, so she laid out the referee, and then they brawled to the back. And on that night, me and all the guys in the back went, this can't be over. And so we didn't know before that night, but that night we went, this is going to carry all the way through. And then probably around December, January, we said this will culminate in the two of them for the first ever women's title for us because they're too good. They're too good to not do it again and not put the title on the line. This is a real, this is probably the hardest one to predict, I think. Yeah, and actually, there's a bunch of internal debate to this day and probably to next (laughs) week about which way Uh this is going to go. Oh, man. The booking room is split. Yes. The booking room is split. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't make a decision. I don't know. You can't. Really I'm, go I'm there. Wrong. I'm, I'm there to just enjoy the goddamn match because it's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I think that's how people should watch. But I'm yep. saying, if you want to put on your smart fedora for a second, like 
it's hard to for those to who judge. are not attending you could also see this via high spots right this one yeah yes but this one won't or be no. live it'll come it vod after oh okay. so our guys who usually work with us at high spots one of them is on paternity leave and so they can't send the crew out that they normally send but we are going to send them we're going to do all of our video stuff internally send them all the raw footage and they're going to put it okay, together cool. and do it vod hopefully a couple days after okay cool i'll have to watch that thumb. yeah and then we have the men's which was this was inevitable in inevitable yeah inevitable. you guys called yeah. this a couple of you i think yeah. a couple of shows ago someone's like did. i want to see wardlow against cage and internally i was like hmm. <laughs> maybe you will wardlow warrior w's it Lots was of like, w's it was meant meant to be cage in to, a cage ca- yeah <laughs> but it's not happening in the cage no, but it's not happening in the cage. i mean cage if we leave the cage up who knows there will be a cage <laughs> and then cage there's two cages right well okay. i think yeah like we said we we wanted to see this from the first time I saw Wardlow, which was World Wrestling Three. Correct. Right. Uh, he was he was in that uh, not scramble all, but yeah. the free for all. Yeah. Uh, and he was pretty impressive. He definitely yeah. made his mark in that match yep. and and made me remember him. So uh, yeah, like it. This is this is a, I I mean Brian Cage has been a great champion, uh, but this is the first time that I'm like, hey, Wardlow could walk away as a champion. You could beat him. Yep. And also, too, Cage is hurt. I mean, literally, I've been texting back oh, and forth shit, the, right, yeah. the last three days. Um, as of right now, and it's changed day to day, but as of today is Wednesday, the 1st of May, Cage is going to try to gut it out mm-hmm. on May 12. And we've talked about what happens if he can't. And so we've not put this in stone yet. We're kicking around a ton of ideas, but we're thinking about you know he either can go or he hands over the belt is what we're thinking. One mm. or two. So, that cause a lot of heat. On yes. Wardlow, yeah. which yes. Could be good. <laughs> so that's what we're thinking right now. But really, to be honest, Cage's back is touch and go. So even if his back is such that he's going to go for it and going to do the match, I mean, Wardlow slams him a whole bunch of times around the ring. Yeah. And legit shoot. I mean, Brian Cage might not be able to get up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Cage will be able to pull his, you know, athletic jump over the top rope, you know, until the outside land on his feet thing. Yep. Like, that, that's too much of a risk. Yeah. Absolutely not. So I think it's really cool, though, that uh, if Wardlow were to succeed, he has been properly placed against someone who, like, someone like a threat like Cage, and yeah, would thus, you know, that win would rub off really well on Wardlow. So Wardlow has all the tools. He's another DJZ recommendation, and you know, I've heard. I don't Where know this for DJZ effect. finding these diamonds on the. Road? I don't know, man. He's like a he's like a fisherman out there. Um, I have heard this. I don't know it for a fact, but I've been told that he's very much Wardlow is very much on AEW's ra- uh, radar because they're looking for heavyweights. Mm. Um, and I couldn't. But they got the bucks, right? They're heavyweights. Oh, of course. Okay. Now okay. They put on some pounds. Okay, cool. Um, but I mean, when you meet Wardlow and then you see him in the ring, you go, "Oh my God, this guy has every tool. This guy has the look, the charisma, the size, the strength. He's also a total professional." I mean. Dude showed up in a suit. I was about to our say show that. Last time. I mean, any any wrestler that shows up in a suit like that, like makes an impression. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. and especially with his body type and in a suit, like yep, yeah, just looking like a snack. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> looking like a hunk. Uh, so the young bucks are on after that, right? Oh, of course, yeah. Okay, yeah. So young bucks <laughs> confirmed. Oh God, I wish. <laughs> you know, you you try to. So now that I'm in the Booker promoter hat, you try to like take off your fanboy hat and be like, well, you know, if the guys would stop by, but like, absolutely, we'd flip out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I highly doubt we have any. The the AEW drop-ins have really dried up in the last, I mean, after, they, they showed up in March to AAA, and that was the last anybody showed up anywhere. So we do not sure. anticipate AEW guys dropping in. You're always welcome if you're listening. Yes. Um, but, um, you know, so so the Bucks hold a special place in my heart, and I, and I I've told you guys this before. When I lived in Southern California for two years, I went to PWG mm-hmm, all the time, mm-hmm. like before it was a thing. And mm-hmm. to see, I feel the same way about seeing punk when I went to LWF all the time in the South okay. suburbs. Like to see people who are just great human beings every time you met them and great performers grow and become the hottest thing in the world is so cool. You know, and not that like I, you know, didn't have anything to do with it, but it's just so cool to see good people succeed yeah and so i almost feel like one day to come full circle i want both punk and the bucks on my show so that i can tell them those stories to be like hey i have a cm punk t-shirt that i bought in the midlothian rec center in 2002 
right? Like I shook Matt and Nick Jackson's hands while I was helping fold chairs at the end of a PWG show in 2008. Like that, and now they are who they are. So I, I would flip out if one day the Bucks could stop in. That's sweet. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, they got a show to plan, so that's probably why the appearances have died down. But we didn't talk about that match where – the Lucha Brothers match, right? I guess that's kind of up in the air. That's probably kind of right. how we skipped it. But. Yeah, I mean, they're on the card. We're just f- fiddling with who they might face. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. So Young Bucks confirmed. You can print <laughs> God, <laughs> you can print don't that. get me in trouble. <laughs> um, is that it, Chris? Yeah, that's that's it. I mean, we obviously have some you know matches that are going to switch yeah. up or you know might look a little different the day of. But regardless, like the talent on the on the card is is great. Now, before we move away from from the show, sure. The, the the graphical design choice this time was a very mm-hmm. was very different than the other times. Yeah, it, how, how did that come to be about? So not our call. I give full uh, discretion and I defer fully to Derek from Curtain Jerker Curtain Designs. Jerkers, yeah. So our own guys did it internally for the first two, and then Michael Cassidy, who's our internal guy who teaches all of our video classes, teaches our yeah. whatever. Like he does a million things at the school actually in his day job. Did like, he was he the one that produced the video? The Vito packages, yeah, not Vito yeah, packages for Warrior but the, One and Two, yeah, for Warrior One, yeah, and and like the little like clips and things mm-hmm. and the little commercials and stuff. He actually has a day job that takes seventy hours of his week, and so when we got hooked up with Derek, it was like you know what, Derek can do this just fine. This is what Derek does. We're yeah. all in on Derek, and so Derek took the choice this time to take a retro seventies feel. With the logo and the coloring, and the one yeah. with the girls specifically is very like purple. That's out. the only one that stands out. Yep, because Holly, Holly's like kind of faded into yep. like different colors. It's supposed it. to look like a concert poster from the seventies. Okay, like you see those like Led Zeppelin or Rolling Stones mm-hmm. posters. That's what it's supposed to look like. And I was like, cool, take a cool stance, make it. And, you know, instead yeah, of it's just different. I, I mean, I, I like when when posters look different. And, you know, our only note has always been for both Cassidy internally and for for Derek. And no offense to other wrestling organizations that do this, but I feel like every other wrestling poster I see is either skulls or burning cities or things like that. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, no skulls, no burning cities. <laughs> like, just do something different and visually cool and unique. Okay. So, what about burning skulls? Burning skulls is different. Okay. Burning skulls is different. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I want to get in line and Molly Holly's line and just ask her for like some motherly advice. Don't Supposedly, you she's the nicest human in the world. I've not yeah. talked to her yet, but everybody says, oh, you're going to love just her. Just get some life advice from Molly Holly. Yeah. That's your, that's your goal, Kurt. Can I, can I give you that goal? To sure. Complete? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll ask her, and you know, I'll, I'll pop up the mics and be like, "Hey, you know." Actually, we have it to both of you. You're backstage, Dad. I'll talk so. to her. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we'll say mm-hmm. it on the aftermath podcast what the life advice was. Oh, absolutely. Okay, I'm coming. I'm just the Modellos might be kicking a little bit. So <laughs> Modelo singular. Yeah. yeah. And a Mountain Dew to counteract it. Mountain Dew. Hey, man, that's got three percent. No, I'm joking. <laughs> okay. It's that's pretty close to a Baja Blast right there. Yeah, it is. Very close. <laughs> um. Oh, I lost my train of thought, but I, I did have I a I screwed follow. you up. I screwed yeah. you up. We were talking about Molly Holly and Life. We were talking about Lucha Brothers, Young Bucks, Molly Holly, um, PWG. Yeah, I mean, that talked about the poster. Uh, oh, the posters, yeah, poster. graphics, <laughs> retro, uh, uh, Burning Skulls. So it seems like the re- recurring thing, Burning Skulls. <laughs> that, that was it. Sorry. Uh, um, no, the, the silent auction. Mm-hmm. It, it's still it's going to be a thing that keeps going. I, I just ordered the new posters today, and we're going to have Ares' captain's log and a few other things, like okay. props from show four. So. Cool. And yeah. any new merch? Just, just, yep. Just, um, so we're doing uh, different T-shirt designs this time. So we've got gold on black, black on gold, and black on white. And we are mm. returning from Warrior 2 by popular demand, the hats. The, yeah, the gold build yeah, Warrior yeah. logo hats are coming back as well. Nice. No towels? No towels. It's the company that made our towels went out of like we have had bad luck with these little companies that make the trinkets. Uh-huh. So no the towels this time. Companies, yeah, yeah. Um, do you know? And I, I, I want to assume you do. Uh, who your uh, beer sponsor is? So because a lot of people have asked, like you know, yeah. like it, it, I feel like it has changed every time. It's the first couple shows: three fifty brewing in Tinley Park and uh, Warrior Three. We had Wild Horse or Dark Horse Brewing from Crete. Uh, Flossmore Station has donated mm-hmm. some beer. Uh, One Trick Pony from Lansing has donated some beer. At Warrior 4, and I think at Warrior 5, we're actually going to end up buying beer from the local liquor liquor store. Because um, at some point, you go to the well too many times, right? You go to okay. a brewery, and yeah. you ask for a free keg over and over and over again. They're like, hey, we've given you five free kegs. So it's like, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Thank you for the free kegs you've given us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to buy some beer this time. But uh, yeah, the local breweries have been really, really good to us. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And, and food-wise, pizza, nachos, hot dogs, like yep. I think... 
burgers. Like it, you have a good Walking selection tacos, there. You name it. Yep. I um, love how cheap concession stand food is. It's like a nice little treat. It takes me back to my childhood. It's the best. Yeah. yeah. But we get you know good pizza. So uh, Beggars Pizza gives us a great rate for the pizzas because a lot of the kids from that family they lay it on thick. Marion. They do. That's <laughs> Kylie's favorite pizza. Kylie and is I think really? Isaiah's yep. Beggars. Oh man, I would not say it's my favorite. Actually, I don't even like. I don't even like when it's laid on too thick. That's just me. But I, but I will. Once I in a while, it's a good treat. Yeah. Pizza in my day. I love it because I love the people, the family that has it. My personal favorite, and this is a Southside thing, and there's one right over down the street on Roosevelt, is Aurelio's. Aurelio's pizza oh, is okay. the jam. Okay. That's the real. <laughs> the jam. That's the real deal, man. We're throwing out uh, pizza names. Uh, any South Side or Southwest Sides? Uh, pizza Nova. Pizza Nova. I don't pizza know Pizza Nova. Nova. You hear, you hear yeah. those? Is that, I, I think those I, I think I think I um <laughs> I, I said this to you before, Charlie. It's Pizza Nova. Oh, you it's have ham and jalapeno, no tomato sauce. Interesting. What it's, is the what is the the sauce? There is no sauce. Interesting. Oh. You you accompany that with hemi sauce, oh. which is the Trent sauce. Yes. Dang. Our friend Trent from AW. His I, band is. Oh, I know Trent. Got his own hot sauce. Where do oh, Trent yeah. and oh, yeah, I you're stand at the moment? <laughs> your as far as appearances. <laughs> Can I follow up with that on that with yeah. a tweet? I, okay. I think this is an ongoing thing yeah. every every time. The gauntlet <laughs> is laid down, Trent. I'll well, speaking of pizza, at Warrior Four, I don't know if you guys know this. They put it on social media afterwards. Brian Cage and Melissa Santos had yes. their deep dish off between Giordano's and Lou Malnati's, and we ordered Brian Cage one of each uh-huh. because at Warrior. Two, and he ate it all. Yeah, Warrior Two ate an entire Lou Malnati's large pizza by himself in one sitting after his match at Warrior Two after War of Attrition. Well, what was his? Fuck, I want Lou what Malnati's did he right now. Lou Malnati's <laughs> or Giordano's? Both of them chose Giordano's and what? like handily. Oh, and I, I don't agree with that. Me neither. I, no offense to Giordano's, it's good, but Lou, the tomatoes at Lou's pizza are the freshest tomatoes I've ever had in a pizza. How do you choose against that? I agree. It's For so me, good. it's a crust. Yeah, it is a oh, crust. Oh, the crust is all buttery. It's yeah. buttery and flaky like a, pr- a pie crust. Mm-hmm. Even <laughs> if you're so too full, right so you just keep eating the pizza until you get to the crust. Oh, buttery crust. <laughs> so you guys got to try Aurelio's. The sauce okay. is like crack. It is like liquid crack pizza sauce. All right. And you said there's one down the street. So there's that's Roosevelt and Michigan. All right. Oh, shit. I got to yeah. go check it out. That's going to be lunch next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, anything else? Anything yeah. else that we want to no. talk about? The floor is yours, Steve. You got it. Uh, everybody knows the drill if you've listened before. WarriorWrestling.net is the website with all of our fancy pictures and match explanations up there. Uh, Warrior Wrestling on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, the show's May 12th, Sunday, 2 o'clock. Doors for VIP at noon. Again, it is Mother's Day. Take your mom to brunch and then take her to a wrestling show. Yeah. And then take her out to dinner, whatever you want to do. And then but have her meet Pentagon. Have her meet Pentagon and say, This is the woman you talked about, <laughs> Pentagon. <laughs> say it to her face. <laughs> say it to her face, Pentagon Junior. Exactly. Whatever your name is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Penta El Cero Miedo, Penta El Zero M. Pick a name <laughs> and give that name to my mother. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Steve. Uh, I will yeah, see you there. Uh, I think we both will see you next time when we do the recap of War Wrestling 5. I'm glad you're, you're coming in now. So we appreciate you coming in. Guys, it's always I, fun uh, in person. If I knew there was beer in person, I would have showed up from the first time I met you. <laughs> the beer's always on us as long as you can get here. Uh, I appreciate it. Next thank time you guys. we might have uh, down the street pizza. Yeah, yeah, we'll order an Aurelio's pizza in. Oh, there you shit. go. Oh, man, it'll be a three hour podcast. <laughs> Hey, wrestling is a buffet. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Thanks. guys. All right. That's it for this t- today's episode. First, before we go, um, we have a friend from the Chicago Wolves. He is giving away two free playoff tickets. Um, so in terms of the Wolves schedule, they're in the second round of the Calder Cup playoffs. This is hockey, by the way. Chicago Wolves is a hockey team. They're in the second round. By the time this releases, uh, their next home game will possibly be May 13th or May 15th? May 13th, that's a Monday? Uh, I don't know. Monday, May 13th, yes, and Wednesday, May 15th. Okay. So today's May 1st, tomorrow's May 2nd. Those are their two home playoffs games. If the series continues, possibly May 13th, Monday, May 13th, and Wednesday, May 15th, you could mm -hmm. win playoff tickets. So what we're going to do is we're going to post a tweet about that. Just retweet our pinned tweet. And if you want to potentially go to a free Chicago Wolves game, you, the listener. Uh, so it just takes one, one click of a button. So we'll, we will uh, tweet that out. We're going to pin it to our profile. 
If you want possible free tickets to Chicago Wolves game, just hit the retweet button. Does that make sense, Chris? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Great. Uh, and if you're going to Marco, thanks to Marco from the Chicago Wolves, if you're just planning on buying any tickets to any playoff uh, tickets for the Chicago Wolves, if you don't win the free tickets but you still wanted to go to the game, you can use the Ticketmaster promo code of MS1952 and you can save money that way. So you can either win a free ticket from us or cl- or use the Ticketmaster code MS1952. Do we, do we know what the discount is? Somewhere between 3 and $12 per ticket. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, for you hockey fans who also have stuck around to the ending, we appreciate you. Once again, one click of a button gets a retweet out for Marco and our friend and for the Chicago Wolves for a potential free playoff game in hockey. All right. Well, good luck to the Chicago Wolves. Yeah, good luck to the Chicago Wolves. They're in the second round. They made a path to the first round. I mean, like any Chicago team we support. I don't watch a lot of hockey, but. Right. Exactly. Go Chicago Fire as well. Yeah, go <laughs> Chicago Fire as well. Exactly. Um, we need to go. I know I owe you a game, so we need to go to a game. Yeah, we need to pick out a fall. date and go. Um, well, hopefully, let's let's wait for the weather to get nice, and uh, and then you'll get the, the Chicago Fire experience where you don't go into the game until after halftime. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Uh, but yeah, I guess we can take it home from there. Yep. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Two Heels in a Face. That's number Two Heels in a Face. You can visit our website at TwoHeelsInAFace.com. You can get some Two Heels in a Face merch at Pro Wrestling Tees slash Two Heels in a Face. Bada you can bang. also go to What a Maneuver and get a hoodie or baby wear from Two Heels in a Face. Yeah, start them um, young. Yep, start them young. Get them listening to those podcasts straight out of the womb. <laughs> if you get them in the dirt sheets. <laughs> if you if you want a two heels and a face pin, you can visit uh, wrestlingwithunicorns.org. Yeah, and you know pick up some uh, wrestling with unicorns merch as well. Um, you can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify. Probably next week. Working on Spotify. Working on it. It just takes forever. Yeah. Especially if you never get to it. Especially if you never even <laughs> submit your thing to Spotify. Yeah, it takes forever. Uh, yeah, man, that that wraps it up. Uh, we'll uh, obviously follow up this episode with um, the aftermath of Warrior Wrestling with Steve, as you heard. And there's there's wrestling shows in between, which there's there's a Gali show, there's a freelance show coming up May 17th, right? Yes? No? Yeah, yes. You sound conf- you look confused, but I do look confused, but the people wouldn't have known that and now they know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta call you out sometimes. Sure. <laughs> That's All right. fair. Enjoy wrestling. Wrestling is a buffet. Hashtag beat up GPA. Hashtag push Paco.